ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of the Chefs and Preds podcast. This week where we are rolling too strong with myself and Matt. Matt, say hello. Hello. As Peter gets his beauty sleep and Tyler uh, traverses the rustic backcountry of southern Italy, um, I think. Uh, so, two of us, we're going to be talking what went down uh, week 12 of the CFL season, what is to come in week 13. Uh, we have a lot to get to. There were some surprising game outcomes, a couple of great games this week, and of course, the streak has ended. Probably the biggest news out of the CFL since Johnny Manziel, really, um, in many ways. But Matt, let's kick it off with you giving us a rundown of the beatdown uh, in Winnipeg. Yeah, so um, I think, unfortunately, the player performance line, uh, I missed on this one. I don't think that Montreal had enough uh, possession time to really, <laughs> for, for Winnipeg, even to get to Cody. So no. uh, he was sacked twice, um, less than the uh, four and a half sacks I predicted, or at least at the line at you and Tyler got that right under four and a half sacks. Um, but the story is Winnipeg, or sorry, Montreal, three offensive points. And one second half first down, I believe. <laughs> it's just Which was a, not converted by Cody Fajardo. Would also like to point that out. Good, yeah. Uh, good note. I mean, I, I think what we talked about last week, interesting that Cody got uh, benched, so to speak, in garbage time. Um, I thought it felt me, like this was telling. Here. Uh, for Davis, Davis Alexander. Alexander. Yeah, who was, hey, listen, one, you had two, to look that five one yards. I had, I had to double check on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Former Portland uh, State Viking, by the way, I believe. That's a good note. I love that. Yes. Yeah, so I'm surprised that Caleb didn't get the nod in garbage time. Maybe that means they wanted to save him for real time next See, week. it's hard not to read into that. <laughs> it's hard not to read into that although like we shouldn't we shouldn't but i i definitely there's no I, reason to put a real quarterback in if you it, it makes we're not going to win the game it makes sense but you to pull only Cody. you only don't put someone in if in your head you're thinking oh we can't risk them getting hurt and right. they clearly that, they said yes, to themselves that, we can't and, risk Caleb getting hurt because we might have to have him be our quarterback is how I read it. By, right and but on the other side by that logic they took Cody out because they didn't yes. want him hurt. Yes, true for true the true next true. Game coming well, up. I don't know, he could have been uh, benched for performance for Montreal. Yes. Right, I guess that's a good point. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Montreal is really fallen in my estimation. Mm. I think that's unsurprising. Yes. Um However, if they make Caleb Evans their starting quarterback, I will be forced to stand. I think that, yeah, this was, I mean, really quite a shocking performance. This is a team that's 6-4. and four. <laughs> Pretty dang solid. But uh, if we take a look at their performance, if we go to their... Yeah, I'll do it later. But yeah, I mean, obviously the last two wins coming under Evans... Um, this was just a 
horrific, horrific performance by the Alouettes, especially with Winnipeg, you know, gifting them two pick sixes. So you've got 14 yeah. points from your defense. You would think that the offense can tag a, a few more points onto there to help them out, but uh, obviously not. This was shocking. You know, Willie yeah. Stanback, unfortunately, just does not seem to have his fastball since coming back from that injury. Another uh, lackluster game, to say the least, of eight carries for 32 yards. Um, they're just not finding their groove. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Lucky for them, the East is wide-ass open. I think the <laughs> I, I think my takeaway from this is that reports of the shift in power in the CFL were greatly overestimated. Fair. I think it's clear Fair. Toronto is elite of the elites. There's no doubt about it. But, um, you know, and as I say that, Hamilton did just kick BC's butt. But um, I think I, that's that, the only power dynamic that I see has shifted where Winnipeg, Toronto are in the top layer. They've separate. That I, th- I agree. Yes. And BC used to be used to be a solid top three. Now there's a solid two and a half with BC potentially being into that second level. Yeah, I'm scared that the team becomes the quarterback and they, they will harness Vernon Adams' inconsistencies. <laughs> you know next week they're about to just blow this sucker out of the barn. Um uh, well, let, know, let's talk enough, one of those, those the other play. teams. Yes. Uh, let's talk Toronto Calgary. Great showing from Calgary. Incredible. They're the story. If you're, you know, if you want something to talk about, it's that Calgary was on death's door and they show, showed signs of life. And I will say my takeaway from the Calgary is Calgary uh, offense, especially is the efficiency isn't there, which is why they didn't win this game and is why they're going to struggle winning games going forward. And, you know, if they make the playoffs, uh, progressing in the playoffs. Yes. Jake Mayer threw for 387 yards. That's amazing. Incredible. Huge game for this guy. 42 attempts. Yes. It's, so he was 25 for 42. Um he had a lot of opportunities, converted for majors, uh, but that's a lot of offensive motion for not a lot of production. <laughs> like it, in terms of efficiency, it's a lot of throwing. this is not gonna. They're, they're not going to be able to say to Jake, three minute drill. We've got to win the game." and trust that he's going to be able to do those kind of drives that Zach Caleros in recent years has been known for. In quick exactly. succession. 15-yard, you know, 7 to 15-yard pass completions, eight in a row with some runs, move the chains, get downfield. Like, it's just not there for Jake. Yes, there and are a lot of that scares in this one. That scares me. So No, I think, uh, I think that's a great point. Talking Jake, the line uh, that I believe you said, John, was two and a half interceptions. He was under that. He went spotless. Impressive. Zero interceptions for the Jakester. A great game. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's going to be intriguing to see. Uh, you know, again, we'll talk about this to come, but in, they get an opportunity again to have a strong showing, I would think, against Edmonton. Um 
this, you know, Labor Day showdown is going to be unbelievable. Edmonton, Calgary, so much to play for. But but it's just good that they showed signs of life. And on Toronto's end, I mean, who doesn't love winning with a punt return? Uh, some are saying special teams is the most exciting phase of football. Uh, <laughs> I, I like those people. Um, and so I, I will say with before we move on, uh, shouts to Toronto just, you know, a couple interceptions from Chad Kelly, but overall, you know, uh, 361-yard game. He was out there airing it out. Uh, Ouellette's doing his thing. Um, and just, like, incredible. The What I love, my big takeaway and from watching the game is just how much he's spreading the ball around, you know, to different receivers. No receiver had more than four receptions, but there were five guys with three or more. And so the ball's getting chucked around, hitting a lot of targets, um, and Toronto's just got athletes everywhere, which makes them really hard to stop. But exciting matchup where we didn't we thought Toronto was kind of going to roll that one. Uh, any final words on that before we move on? Nothing to add. All right, let's go to the surprise of the week: the Hamilton Tiger Cats, absolutely trouncing uh, the BC Lions. Um, can't say I saw this one coming. I'll start with my. Uh, player performance line or in this case the team performance line which uh, pat myself on the back was perfectly set uh, you guys said oh, another great line that's bc's easily gonna hit the over of 60 and a half <laughs> rushing yards they ran for 54 yards unbelievable how the heck could they do that to me uh so disappointing performance uh from the bc lions to say the least um if we go down i think the story of the game is a very efficient showing from Taylor Powell. Uh, only threw the ball 23 times, 18 of 23, uh, 222 yards, no interceptions. And then the butler in what some were calling a revenge game. Uh, he came back to BC and showed off with uh, 21 carries for 118 yards and a touchdown. Uh, James Butler, uh, I would say, you know, we've talked about this week in, week out. We love the running game. Uh, he's definitely staking a claim to the premier running back in the league right now. Um, he's different, you know, he's used differently than Ouellette is, um, you know, with Butler being definitely more of the workhorse back while Ouellette is still used in a little bit of a two-man backfield, uh, but pretty incredible performance. You had a punt kick or a kick return by Tim White on an attempted onside kick. You had a lot of things going on, um, but most of all, you had just, uh, a poor showing from the Lions. Um, now, Vernon Adams sure got a lot of yards, but that's because he was hucking it everywhere. Wasn't the most efficient man in the world. Um, and yeah, they just did not get the job done. Uh, kind of shocking. Uh, but I will say this is sort of the Vernon Adams playbook, as much as I hate to say it, is incredible one week, uh, not so incredible the next. Um, and for the BC Lions... Uh, we're now looking at two losses in a row uh, to Saskatchewan and to Hamilton, two teams that uh, they were favored against. So tough, tough day or not tough days ahead, but interesting days ahead for the BC Lions as they're going to face Montreal this upcoming week, then get a bye. So see if they can stop the bleeding before the off week. Matt takes on this one. Don't love this outcome. No, not great. <laughs> Especially a Hamilton team, you know, uh, coming off, getting beat by the Edmonton Elks, who were previously winsless. You would you would think this would have been, as we all p predicted, you would have thought this one that BC had in the bag. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Hamilton allowed the lowest rushing. You know, uh, Hamilton is is uh, bottom two uh, for rushing yards allowed. And not that BC's running over everyone, like we said last week, but I thought that 60 yards was at least a, a shoe-in, but not <laughs> to be. Um, and then something has seriously gone awry with the – and this, this is what I'm going to be keeping an eye on is, – is the, the BC defense has, has lost their way. Uh, they were always we, – we, you know, last year was the secondary – um, but they were always getting to quarterbacks. They were always, they always had the front front line that was pretty solid. And you know, listen, they got to Powell four times. That's not nothing, but to allow James Butler, who granted is playing better than any running back in the league, but to allow him 118 yards is is a lot for not what's good. supposed to be a stout BC defense. Yes, I love that. Yeah, back to back weeks. Uh, of giving up 30 uh, plus is certainly not what you would have expected from a, a, a side that was being touted as the top defense in the league, uh, which may be something to talk about next week. I really can't pinpoint a top defense in the league. Um, I guess Winnipeg by default, but they've still had uh, a couple of games where you're like, what in the world is going on? You know, if we look back, um, <coughs> pardon me. Um, their performance against the Edmonton Elks a few weeks ago. Um, they had a tough one uh, against Ottawa, obviously. So every defense has had a bat- an off week. So um, interesting to see how that plays out going forward. Uh, and finally, we move on to the last game of week 13. An incredible, incredible event. After 22, <laughs> was it? Home losses in a row. That's a North number. American sports record. The Edmonton Elks handily, handily defeated uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks. And I will be the first to say I have, I don't want to paint myself as a skeptic, uh, but I have been slow to fully buy into Trey Ford mania. Uh, but he was sensational in this game. Uh, through the air, uh, throwing bombs. Obviously, good to have Geno Lewis back for a big Uh, 66-yard touchdown, uh, but 15 of 18, efficient, 317 yards, by far uh, the most all season uh, and a touchdown. And with his legs, extending plays, uh, rushing for 74 yards, he was fantastic. That's the story of the game, the story of the week. The Elks get a win. It was tremendous, and like I said, fairly comfortably. Uh, That's my thing, too, is I I, – this – I'm officially in on Trey Ford. You got to be. Why not? It's too fun not to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in. I think he played well. Uh, Love to see Gino back in it. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, A classic Gino play to be in the grasp and get out. Just shuck him off like it's your little brother. I love it. (laughs) That was great. That was tremendous. Um, talk player performance predictions we had trey ford uh over under 199.5 passing yards tyler and i took the over uh and we cashed on that uh to the tune of 317 passing yards huge Uh, pretty incredible 
I would love to know. I didn't read any of the post-game interviews. I'd love to know how Chris Jones felt about getting uh, Gatorade bath for ending a 22-game losing streak. I'm sure not what he's used to. Um, but it was fun. It's good. Two <laughs> wins in a row now for the Edmonton Elks after starting out 0-9. Uh, the Trey Ford era is off to a pretty sensational start. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting. That's all I have to say. Uh, and with that, we will. Well, we got to say that uh, does Rick Lachure deserve uh, Team President of the Year award? <laughs> immediately uh, yes. making a difference. Immediately making an impact. <laughs> I would. I hope he's having fun with this and going around the office, being like, "Boy." <laughs> You guys must be glad to have me. Should have brought me in weeks ago. Should have brought, exactly. <laughs> uh, pretty solid. Do feel a little bit for my boy, Victor Cui. I know he's happy, but you know, it's just bad timing. It's just Terrible bad timing. timing. Um, but intriguing. This was the game I think I was certainly waiting for from Trey Ford before I went all in. Um, and now I'm sure, you know, I will all jinx it cause we're getting too excited. Um, but this is pretty cool, pretty yeah. cool to have the Elks getting wins, um, and just having fun out there against, you know, I think, I think it's funny. I think, uh, you know, they're even talking about it on the TSN broadcast. Everybody thinks that Ottawa is better than their record, but year in and year out, they aren't. <laughs> they, they're not. Which I know, you know, that's Bill Parcells. You are what your record says you are. And right now, Ottawa is the last team in the East at 3-8. and eight. Um, Certainly gone through their trials and tribulations. Um, but they just don't have that. I think they've lost um, four or five in a row now. Um, not good. Uh, so Ottawa needs to kind of get their feet back because they are on a bit of a slide. So uh, with that being said... We'll review the uh, predictions pool standings. Matt still in the lead, 31 and 16 on the year. John and Peter tied for second, so tied for second with 30 and 17. And then Tyler, the BB, as the we basement. call him, the basement boy, fourth, uh, 29 and 18. Oh. So all pretty oh. close. Two uh, points separating first and fourth. Uh, it's good to have that as we enter second half of the season so with that being said let's get into our week oh sorry matt go ahead and review uh the weekly passing leader predictions which we did really well on this week so we uh we all got blanked this week uh the passing leader inexplicably was jake mayer of course who's, who could have seen that? 387 yards uh i'm surprised no one got this one but brady Oliveira led us in rushing 119 yards, just a notch over it was too James obvious. Butler. It was too obvious. But, but no one uh, predicted James Butler either. So that wasn't going to uh, – tough one. Uh, receiving yards, Reggie Bagleton, a huge 203 yards. Nobody had that one. And, John, this one should have been yours. It should have been. That's okay. Me. Defense was Winnipeg, uh, 13 points. Uh, they're back. Winnipeg defense is back. In a big way. I know. We over, you overthink <laughs> these. You just overthink you them. It's totally tough. Do. It's tough. Uh, as far as standings, Tyler jumped uh, up to first place with five points. John and I are tied at four. Peter I has was yet thinking, to. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was also thinking with player performance standings, I don't think, you know, with Preds, we will get those if you're not on the pod. You've got to be on the pod to be eligible for PP stand, PPP standings. I don't so if you miss a week, and what's great is correct. if you miss a week, you're not. Nobody's <laughs> going to go four for, four and zero. Oh. So if you're you're only you only get points if you're on the pod making the picks for the uh, player performance prediction. Okay, we'll we'll have to start that next week because that yes. was I, I, I don't want to I don't want to fight about that whenever Tyler's back on the pod. Oh well, it's starting now. <laughs> um, <laughs> starting now. So let's get in uh, to our week thirteen. Uh, games kicking off with BC heading to Montreal, La Belle Provence, as some say, um, for a must-win kind of. A would like, oh, would yeah. really like to win for both teams. It's a for sure a would really like to win for both teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montreal second in the standings in the East, uh, BC second in the standings in the West, but only two games over the Rough Riders. Uh, I certainly would not have predicted that. I first player performance line. Uh, I would have done this last week, and I'm going to do it this week. I am predicting over under 10.5 passing attempts for Caleb Evans, and I'm going with the over. I think we see him this week, and I think we see him extended minutes. Um, I like BC to win. I like them to get up early, uh, and then we see a little bit of Caleb Evans' action. Uh, that's my prediction. Uh, I think BC is yeah. the better team, uh, certainly the better offense. Um, we saw what Winnipeg, another pretty solid offense, did to Montreal last week. Uh, so I think BC gets the job done, um, maybe wakes up the running game. We shall see. Matt? I am also taking BC. That should be very clear, although I'm not very – happy about it i feel (laughs) very shaky about the whole enterprise but i will be taking the under on caleb evans uh i think if you had said something like four and a half rush attempts Mm. that's kind of cheating though that's kind of cheating not really it's yeah he is the short yardage i know well i mean he didn't zero this week true they just so, didn't get in a uh, short yardage situation. That's true. Yeah, no sure. <laughs> Maybe they'll have a couple more short yardage opportunities this week. Yes. Uh, but I'm saying the yonder. Okay. Uh, then we have an always exciting uh, and rivalry Tyler matchup. Had, uh, who? Tyler Press had the. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, the Alouettes. He's starting wow. to believe. Uh, that's disgusting. Um, <laughs> this is not, nah, dude. He's reaching. He's a basement boy now, and he's reaching. He's reaching. I'm sorry. Uh, let's talk uh, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan. Uh, exciting. Uh, I have the Blue Bombers winning. If the Blue Bombers, Blue Bombers win this week, they clinch a playoff spot. Unbelievable. Nice to do that in week 13. Uh they are the better team. My player performance line uh, prediction. Uh, this is sort of negative thinking. Um, but considering he's had three in his last two performances, I'm going over under 0.5 pick sixes thrown by Zach Caleros. Ooh. And I'm taking the under. You're taking the under. Winnipeg win, under, pick sixes thrown. 
uh, he's got to kick that bad habit. You know what? I don't want you know don't want to wish a man ill, but no, I do think, not. I think Sketch is one of the teams you can kind of count on for some some picking. So I'll take the over. I love that. I'll take a flyer on this one. I like it. Who do you have on the is, game? Oh, uh, Winnipeg. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I thought that was a given. Okay, sorry. I didn't want to insult you. I didn't mean <laughs> to okay. insult you, I should say. Uh, Tyler okay. with the Bombers as well. Um, you know, of course, why would he pick You know, the team he claims to support? <laughs> I'd feel hard done. Calgary and Sketch. He's turning back on both of them. He has uh, indeed. All Toronto. right, this is a, an interesting one. We've got Toronto, Hamilton. Hamilton seems to be a spoiler, a great dark horse pick. If you're so uh, inclined, not for me. Uh, no. I'm going to take Toronto. I think they're playing. You know the bet. The I think they're. I don't want to say they're playing the best because they really didn't play all that dominantly over Calgary. Oh, but they so played I, excitingly. <laughs> so I will say that Winnipeg is still the best, but Toronto is a, a shoe in, and we're gonna we're gonna say this one's for AJ. Okay. And we're going to say that A.J. Ouellette, 84.5 rush yards. Oh, I love the – all right. And I'm going to say – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have him take the over. That's perfect. I mean, what's his season average? It's got to be right around there. It's just about that. This is, yeah. this is just a, uh, the, the tough one for the week. Season average line. I like the over. I like the over okay. because I think they get up early and they run the ball. Okay. So I like the over on that one. I uh, also think, you know, obviously Toronto's going to get the dub. Knock on wood. Shouldn't say it so flippantly. Flippantly. Um, <laughs> because we know how that goes down. But, yeah, I think I think Toronto's the better team. Um, and, yeah, Hamilton's got to show us something here. they got to show us something. Yeah, but, this uh, would be a good chance to get some momentum. Toronto gets um, the job done. Nice. I love that. All right. Uh, final game of the week, Edmonton at Calgary. <sighs> Beautiful. Edmonton looking to continue uh, their winning ways. Calgary looking to probably a little bit of vengeance. They probably felt like they played pretty well against Toronto and to yeah lose a heartbreaker at the end. By Not the way, fun. The, uh, by the, from the sounds of it, the San Francisco Giants uh, just had a no-hitter broken up. Uh, there was some screaming in my household. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal, I know. Sorry, that's, that's a shame. Uh, continue, Matt. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Just to anybody my, who might have heard the screams. <laughs> I've got Calgary winning oh. this one. I think in terms of uh, offensive output, again, that motion, I think that's what uh, the Red Blacks were missing. Right? There was just not a lot of uh, – we've got a total of 23 rushes. Yeah, 23 rushes and 26 pass attempts hmm. uh, for the Red Blacks, whereas the – and this is uh, last week, obviously. Calgary had uh, 20 rushes, so just about the same. Nope, sorry, wrong team. Calgary had only 14. That makes more sense for Calgary. Yes, 14 seriously. rushes. And 42 uh, 
pass attempt. So I think that kind of overwhelming volume is going to be what puts Calgary over. The line, Diedrich Mills, 9.5 carries. I'm taking the under. That's really interesting. I just want to say, (laughs) so I have a few things to say. One, like, I think that the Edmonton pass rush can have a massive impact in this game. Uh, A.C. Leonard, Jake Ceresna, they're going to be hunting down Jake Mayer all game. Uh, As far as that player performance line, 9.5 carries for a Calgary running back. Hammer the under. (laughs) Uh, And then, as far as the actual outcome of the game, pretty simple. Bull Durham, Crash Davis, never fuck with a winning streak. It's that simple. It's Elks until it ain't the Elks. And they're going to pick up their third in a row. They're going to move into fourth in the West. And they're going to start thinking, playoffs? Playoffs? It could be a real possibility. Elks all the way. That's all I've got to say about that. How are they going to get, get it done? Real. How are they going to get it done, Matt? Just through Trey prayer. Trey Okay. <laughs> Easy. Get on the bandwagon. <laughs> um, with that being said, let's move on to weekly leader predictions. I will be handing passing one. and rushing. Or, uh, sorry. We all have our own predictions. Um, Me too. Sorry, I always get. To, we're still we're still working. Uh, for passing <laughs> yards, I like I like VA. It's a good one. That's VA a good against one. Montreal. Yep. You you are gonna absolutely hate this. Okay. Yeah. I think Stella's got his groove back. Jake Mayer to repeat. <laughs> nah, dude. I think Jake Mayer has the game we expected him to have against Toronto against Edmonton. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. Tough. Tough. Uh, rushing yards. Oh, man. I, I, I like Brady. Let's just not overthink this one. I think that's, that's a game a they're going to win hand the ball off i I got brady okay oh i really want to take butler again and i think i'm going to yeah that's smart (sighs) but it's you You know know i I feel like you can't do it in a game they're gonna be behind (laughs) or you don't want to do it in a game they're gonna be behind yeah (sighs) maybe i do the kevin brown pick Maybe I'll bring that around. Uh, I'm going to go Butler. I think he's running the best. Even though Brady has been uh, like consistently great. Yeah, they're both solid. Yeah. All right. On to passing yards. I think this, is, this could be a big one for... Receiving yards. Sorry, on for receiving yards. I think yes. this could be a big one for, for Chad, as well as VA. He's got so many options. <laughs> so you know what i'm gonna switch it up i if jake's gonna throw the most he's gonna throw the most to mark and michelle wow okay oh, oh, oh. Okay, first uh, touchdown since he returned this past week um so i think he's starting to feel it he's back in the groove let's have let's have fun with that one i like that one matt Okay. Let's keep it Edmonton Calgary. Big game this week, this past week. He's gonna have a big game this week. Eugene 
Lewis. There you go. We love one twelve and a touchdown. Pick. Why not? You know what I like about Gino, especially with Trey Ford, is I think that he, or you know, I think the more they play together, when Trey Ford gets scrambling, and those receivers find okay, this is where I got to go when he gets moving. You know, kind of like a uh, the way that. Caleros has that connection with Schoen and Dembski. When that gets going and Trey Ford's able to use his legs, not just to run, but to able to throw, I do think that's going to open up just some massive, massive big play opportunities uh, for Edmonton. Uh, and thinking about it is super exciting. So I'm going to go Gino Lewis uh, for leading the league, leading the league in receiving yards this week. Very nice. All right. Defense, hard not to just say that Winnipeg is going to do this one again. Yes. Especially against uh, Saskatchewan. Yes. Would love for a little uh, Jamal Morrow kind of resurgence here. Would love it. I just, God, man, Sketch is just really struggling. The poor guys. They're 5-5, five and five, though. They're not. They are, like, not really struggling, but they are, though. It's hard they're to put into words. Yes. Because I, I have no, I would they're, never. They're the opposite of. I don't know if uh, I've picked them this year. I certainly didn't pick them against BC. I definitely didn't pick them against Montreal as they lost. I think I like I'm trying to just go back week in, week out. The fact that they have five wins just doesn't make any sense to me. Like it's it it really doesn't add up. I guess it's yeah, it's because they played the Elks twice when they were really bad, but it's crazy to think that Sketch has put five wins together. Yeah, they are I think struggling. they're the opposite of the Red Blacks, where yes, they seem to yes. be playing worse than their their record shows. Yes, very true, very right. true. Who and you I'll got have to for out, We kind of skimmed over it, but Dolagala, fine. Yeah. Who's going to be the uh, go-to at quarterback uh, this week? Haven't you heard? No, I haven't. We've got this great young Canadian quarterback down in the states who's just itching for an opportunity <laughs> to prove himself. Yeah, I do. Also, want to say, you know what's great is as the Jaguars are now supposedly going to rise to prominence uh, with Trevor Lawrence. I didn't have a reason to dislike them, and now I do. Uh, <laughs> because when you sign a man and you tell him, there were promises. You promise him. Assurances that he's going to have a chance to compete for that backup job. And he dominates the preseason. And then you go, oh, no, 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 C.J. Beathard. Imagine, being, imagine putting your reputation and your word to shame for C.J. Beathard. <laughs> That certainly wouldn't be something I'd be willing to do. Uh, the, my worst fear is that he just goes through waivers and ends up uh, on the practice squad because I don't want him to go back to they've they have turned their back on him. He needs to turn his back on Jacksonville. <laughs> Truly, be done with them. Yeah, you, you've anyway. got to. He's got his pride to think of now. I, I, I and truly who think. who wants to go play for an NFL team? No. It's like, no, well, you've got an opportunity. For, though, is the New England Patriots. I'm just going to whisper it. New England Patriots. They only have one QB on the roster. I think it'd be great. Go play for, go play for them. But anyway, besides the fact, besides the point, um, Matt, defenses. Uh, I said Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We I talked about it for a anything. while. You I haven't said anything. anything. <laughs> BC. Uh, you. Kooky man, this I just might be a sack fest. I am, I'm not, I'm not heartened by Cody's uh, 
Cody's performance? No, certainly not. You want to hear a pun I thought of about Cody's performance? Do it. Like beavers when they hear running water. Cody's performance was damning. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. Fantasy update, Matt. Uh, fantasy update. You are just heads and shoulders above the rest of us. It's just, it's just even unstoppable. My QB, my QB's been letting me down. I should be way Pass. ahead. 98 points behind Brady at 25.5, Keon at 23.7. I even, I, 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 you have just a complete roster. Uh, I've got it. I, I really just outdrafted everybody. You did. It, hey, you, listen, you, all, all props. Uh, I did okay, mostly because Reggie Bagleton had 203 yards. He had 41.3 points. It's not bad. Uh, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. He accounted for just about half of my overall points, so that was great. Uh, 83.3 for me. I thought, especially when Brady had that early big game, I was like, oh, this is huge. This is really going to separate me from Tyler. was not the case. He was right behind me at 79.6. Uh, and then Peter was way behind. Uh, 30.4 of his 44.8 points coming from James Butler. You are way out ahead. How about that 44.8 from Pete, though? That's his most since uh, most <laughs> since week three. Hey, not bad. Good job, James. The man uh, came out swinging 90, 60, 65, and then he <laughs> just, you know, said, ah. Oh, uh, I do want to talk about a potential dispersal draft. Okay. On air or off air? Uh, I don't know. We can, well, we can do the draft off air, but I want to publicly talk about do we need to. No, I like. It just, it just no, seems I like the idea of mean for Butler to be languishing. There. No, it's right. It's right. I could put I could put these guys to some good use. Let's leave things exactly how they are. <laughs> All right, sounds good. No, 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 no. It feels good to be ahead, but you know, I I still take nothing for granted. You got to put in that work week in and week out. <laughs> yeah, week absolutely. In, week out. Um, okay. With that being said, that is the pod for the week. Oh, a tidy forty minutes for you. <laughs> might not be enough for your full commute um but uh appreciate y'all tuning in to listen follow us on x at shups and preds follow us on uh or send us an email if you have uh questions thoughts nice compliments uh at shups and preds at gmail.com uh and then leave a just glowing five-star review uh wherever you are listening to this fine podcast uh, Matt, anything to say before we let these fine people go on with their day? No, I'm just loving the CFL right now. I think it's, it's uh, the, the, the week. These have been some some very, great couple weeks. Very yeah. solid. And what's good is it's good that they're catching this momentum. You know, the sports calendar is about to get a lot more uh, saturated. So I think it's good to have some good final weeks while, you know, the attention is fully on them. College football in the States is starting. U Sports is starting. By the way, shout out Western for an 83 to nothing victory over York. Um, that seems like that's illegal. Uh, but <laughs> great victory for you guys. Uh, and then obviously the NFL kicking off in a couple weeks. But good uh, few weeks in the CFL where they slip out the spotlight on them. Uh, yes. It has been awesome. So, uh, with that being said, enjoy this week of football, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace.